to The Coach's Nook, your weekly boost of coaching caffeine. I'm Anna Maria. I'm Vicenta. We are two certified professional coaches who are passionate about helping people move towards the life that they want to lead. Every episode, we'll be sharing practical tools and techniques that are easy enough to implement right away so you can experience the impact of coaching for yourself. Grab your favorite drink and join us for the conversation. A great big welcome to Marcy Singer. Vicenta and I are so excited to have you as a guest on our podcast. Before we start with the interview, let me first tell you a little bit about Marcy. Marcy Singer is a certified professional life coach for your empty nest years. It's her mission to empower women approaching or already in their empty nest years to overcome their self-doubt, and fears and to uncover their purpose, passion, and vision leading to an inspiring and rewarding future. When she's not working with women to reimagine the next stage of their life, Marcy enjoys off the beaten path travel with her husband and three grown children, walking through street fairs, square foot gardening, and her new favorite outdoor sport, pickleball. A great big welcome, Marcy. Thank you. Thank you, Anne-Maria. Great to be here. Hi, Vicenta. Hi, Marcy. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you you so much. I'm going to start it off. My first question is, what is pickleball? That makes me laugh. It's a question that I had a few years back when I kept hearing that term too. It is a paddle sport, which is played on a smaller version of a tennis court. And it has elements of badminton and table tennis. And I was intrigued by the name. And so I started playing in 2019. And people say it's a great alternative for older players because it's not too hard on the body or people who have injuries from previous more intense sports. So the funny thing about it is I enjoyed it so much when the pandemic started, I I was at a loss. I, I didn't have that activity. So I painted lines on my driveway and I was playing with friends about three days a week for about a year. And it was a great way to process you know, all that was happening with the pandemic. Wow. Thank you. What a great idea. And that I'm sure kept you fit as well. It certainly kept me busy and distracted from really what was going on in the world. It will always have a special place, you know, for me. And I look forward to getting back to it indoors soon. That's so wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to coaching and ultimately your niche. Sure, sure. Thank you. So I am an empty nester. I have twin identical daughters who are turning 28 next week. Hard to believe. I have a son who is 30. 
I live in New Jersey with my husband. We do not have any plans to downsize anytime soon. But when my kids were young, I spent most of my time tending to the needs of them and my busy household. And I feel like I lost track of my sense of self. I had a career, I was a professional organizer. I was immersed in other people's lives. I felt though I was on autopilot. I was content, but I didn't quite feel fulfilled. I always thought I could do more and be more. And so back in early 2019, I met a friend for coffee and she said, by the way, I just completed a certification program to be a life coach. You would be a great coach. And a little bit of fear, a little bit of overwhelm, a little bit of lack of confidence. I was like, how could I be a coach like you? You are a Wharton graduate, right? That's how I was thinking. But then I realized, you know, why not? I Maybe this is the thing that I was missing. And if nothing else, it's a personal development program. So I got up my nerve. I made one phone call and it really changed the direction of my life. So now it makes sense now that I am helping other women who were just like me women who had sort of funneled all their time and energy into running an active family and really just want to figure out who they want to become now. I love that, who they want to become now. And that is so inspiring because as you said, oftentimes we get so caught up in all the busyness of everyone else's lives, driving children to their sports and music lessons and whatever else. And we forget ourselves, right? And then and when we become empty nesters, we think, okay, what's, what do I do now? And that is such a great service to your clients, Marcy, that what you're doing, helping them figure that out. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's quite rewarding. It's, it's really a win-win and there's a lot of passion behind it because time does not wait for anybody. You know, we really need to, at, at any age, really, um, you need to seize the moment and especially during this stage of your life. Yes. Yeah. And oftentimes what we've experienced or what we're going through ends up being our niche <laughs> because we can relate with our clients and we resonate with what they're going through. Absolutely. And that makes, it makes sense. It really makes sense. There's a lot of strength and energy behind it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question, Marcy, is I understand you have a signature process called the revelation approach. Can you speak about that more? Absolutely. For me, if, if you look at the definition of revelation, it's uh, something that makes you look at something in a new way or is made known uh, to reveal something in some surprising way. When you learn things that change the way you look at the world that you may not have previously recognized, it's a new insight, a new discovery, an aha moment, sort of a breakthrough. And the reason I chose that is because during the coaching program, that's exactly what happened to me. I had an aha moment, I had a breakthrough, and it really changed the way that I view the world. So the revelation approach, this signature process, is 
of four steps to reinvigorating your life in your empty nest years. It's meant to empower women to overcome their self-doubt and uncertainty in this next stage of life. And it's meant to inspire women and to help sort of bridge that gap between filling their time and feeling fulfilled. And there are four pieces to it. Uh, reflect, recognize, redirect, and reward. And I'm happy to explain further if you'd like. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So in the first stage, when I work with women, we reflect, we hold up a mirror to how we view the world. Some women may see the world through rose-colored glasses. Others may be more of a Debbie Downer, you know? So in this part, we reflect of where we are right now and, and what is happening in our world and how we view it. The next step of recognize is sort of identifying any internal or external influencers that are getting in our way so that we can overcome, you know, self-doubt. You know, we'll look at what's happening in our lives you know, socially and how the pandemic has affected us socially, environmentally, certainly, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and bring any or all stressors up to the surface, right? Some examples may be, you know, somebody recognizing that, oh my goodness, I, I don't participate in self-care. My mother never did. And that is why I may be feeling the way I feel or they might physically uh, be challenged and say, you know, it's time that I get that knee replacement or recognize what kind of deflating language they may be using on, on a day-to-day -day basis. So once we get through the recognize stage, it's really a time to redirect, start making choices that'll help uh, you move with confidence. And it could be I'm taking the step, I'm going into the local papers and inquiring about a new job. I'm going to call the registrar and sign up for that certification program. Or I decide, I'm deciding to travel and explore the world and create that, that global cookbook that I've always wanted to. So in this stage, we're taking more action and we're visualizing where we want to be. And reward. Oh my gosh, this is the, the last stage where we feel reinvigorated. We reveal sort of the next version of ourselves, 2.0. And, you know, the hope is that you have a sense that people will look at you and turn their heads and say, did you get a new haircut? There is something about you that comes from within that you may have realized that breakthrough, that aha moment. And the hope is that you'll influence people around you through the energy that you you know, exude and that you will feel confident to make decisions in this stage of your life through the many transitions that you face. Thank you for that. Yes, that sounds so beautiful. Thank you. So, you know, you're talking about your clients and your revelation approach. What are some common issues that your clients have as empty nesters? or those who are approaching the empty nest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and obviously we are all so different. So we all have different challenges, you know, that we want to work on. I have spoken to women who are really uncertain about what these years will look like. They have so much doubt. 
They lost track of their goals while raising their kids. They're fearful. Uh, they don't know what's next. They may be stuck in a routine on autopilot. Their identity may be gone. They may be bored or unhappy. And sometimes it's easier to stay in that comfort zone and not to move forward rather than face that uncomfortable uncertainty. Listen, we all have, uh, many of us have, when we enter this stage, we may have more time and flexibility to focus on ourselves. Some other women I speak with, they really do want something of their own. Like they are excited for the stage. They say, this is my time now and it should be fun. So they don't want to be referred to as Johnny's mother, you know, any longer. So many women feel very grateful for what they have and they want to give back to society. So women come from all different um, angles as they and have different thoughts as they approach these years. I am so inspired by all of that, by, you know, what you've said so far with regards to your revelation approach and then your clients, because I too am getting into that empty nesting stage. And as a coach, it's about that inner voice, isn't it? It's listening to that inner voice and cutting out all the outside noises and really focusing on, okay, what is it that I want? Not necessarily, you know, for selfish reasons, but what is it that I want to contribute, right? What is it that will bring me joy and that will resonate with other people? I, I think that is such a wonderful, wonderful niche, uh, Marcy. Thank you. Thank you. And happy to chat with you. <laughs> when, and I think that's great awareness, right? That you want to look for something that will bring you joy. And that's really the first step is to establish that there is something that we want to work on or work towards. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, happy to speak with you. So what brings me joy is coaching other women. I'm happy to speak to you outside of this uh, call. Absolutely. Absolutely. Marcy, you spoke a little about your empty nest years. Can you dive a bit deeper and tell us about what really stuck out for you with that experience that, hey, I'm an empty nester? Yes. Well, I remember when my first child left for college, a few days later, I was unloading the dishwasher. I remember exactly where I was. And suddenly this whoosh of emptiness right, came upon me because for years, my life was uh, meshed with, with his. And suddenly the whole chapter was closed. I had the minivan and I was the one that drove his drum set <laughs> around for his rock band. I was involved day to day. And then two years after my son, my daughters followed and my nest was officially empty. And I had this nagging feeling that, like I said before, I could do more and be more, but I really didn't know how to move forward. And going through the coaching program was uncomfortable at times but really eye-opening. And I could see myself beginning to focus more on my to-do list and then and, and instead focusing on my to-be list, if that makes sense. And I wasn't wasting time on autopilot. I was really embracing time and making choices to move me forward. And today I'm guiding clients to 
inspiring, rewarding future. And it's exactly what I was looking for. And so it's for me a win-win. My experience, when my youngest son moved out, I still had probably about 13 years left in my corporate HR career. So I was still very busy in my career. I remember driving him to his apartment. I still remember it and helping him line his his cupboards in the kitchen and helping him set up and, and all of that. And he was so proud to be in his apartment and I was happy for him. I remember getting in the car with my husband and I bawled the whole way home. And then I got on the phone with my mom and I was bawling like, oh, mama. And she goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, Leo just moved out. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. And she says, relax, hon. Everything will be okay. And so you just get used to it. But one thing I still still miss, like having the kids come over for meals and dinners or whatever, because they're really busy and they have their busy lives. And I don't want to be that mother making them feel guilty that they should come every week. And that was the tradition in the Italian family. Mm -hmm. Oh, every Sunday we get together at, at the parents' house and that's not part of my tradition. So what I do is I like to cook and bake chocolate chip cookies and say, hey, I'm going to bring some cookies and drop in and kind of do that. So that kind of gives me that, okay, I'm still doing something for them. I'm still useful. I never go to their house without chocolate chip cookies. So if not, and other stuff. So that's become my signature, like my mom. Nonna's chocolate chip cookies. Nonna's Italian for grandma. Nonna's chocolate chip cookies are the best. And you know, just hearing that and they go, mom, dad, can I grab a cookie before dinner? I really love the cookies. That is so satisfying. So that helps me with that emptiness of the satisfaction you get by caring for your family. Absolutely. I love that story. And you went through the process of the emptiness that you felt. You didn't hold it in. You went through it. And then you came out of it on the other end to the extent that, wait, did I ever feel unhappy? Look at this. I have chocolate chip cookies every time I come and everyone looks forward to it. So, and like I said, it's different for everyone else. And I love the fact that you used the theme of cooking and getting together and food as a way to, you know, connect. So I love that story. Yes. Thank you. I love it too. And, and just so you know, ladies, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <'Cause I'm, laughs> yeah. You'll have to send you the recipe. <laughs> I will. I'll share the recipe. I'll gladly share my mom's legacy of her chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yes. It's not wonderful sharing a legacy. I, I love that. You know, Anna Maria, you just provided some great tips and I want to ask you, Marcy, what are some quick tips to deal with becoming an empty nester that you can share with our listeners? Yes, thank you. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on that. And as I had just uh, mentioned, you know, feel the feels. You have to feel the feels. 
And, and once you feel the feels and, and when you're out on the other side, there are some things that you can do. But I also believe it always starts with calm, right? When you're, when you're calm and you're present, and then you could really think about how you want to move forward. I actually put together a, a small ebook called The Top 10 Tips That You Can Do Right Now to Jumpstart Your Emptiness Transition. And a few of those tips I'll, I'll explain. Because after all, the empty nest doesn't have to feel empty. You know, it doesn't have to feel empty. You can experiment with new activities. Even if COVID has kept you home, you know, getting on a, a Zoom with somebody and having a conversation, trying a new sport, pickleball, <laughs> getting out that iPhone, taking photos around your home. There are new activities that are great to try. Maybe things that you've had on your list for a long time joining a new group. There are Facebook groups for everything. If you're interested in air frying, you can find, you can probably find an air fryer Facebook. You could join women's empowerment groups, go on meetups. So there are many things there. One other tip is organize your home. Right now that you're at a new phase of your life, it may be time to let go of some of those things that might be tying you down to your past, things that may not reflect who you are anymore. When you let go of these things, you might recover space, physical space and mental space to be able to move yourself forward and things that might have been previously weighing you down. Start a real conversation with somebody, a real conversation, not, okay, what Netflix did you watch last night or other mundane topics? As a matter of fact, in the beginning, of December, I had a bunch of women over here who were approaching their empty nest years and experiencing their empty nest years. No one knew one another. And it was a chance to have a very candid conversation about, about life. And on the other end of it, people realized, you know, I don't have to know people to really enjoy someone's company. And we have a lot more in common with strangers that we think we do. So start a conversation. And, you know, you could set aside some time for those tips and analyze how you feel by trying them one by one. Groups may not be for you. You might want alone time, but figure out what new thoughts and feelings that come up for you and go with it and see where it takes you. Wow. I love that. Those are such great tips. It's about well, for me, this is what it sounds like to me, reconnecting with myself, you know, that reconnection, really a, a heart-centered connection. Okay, what is it that I love? And, and also that connection with other people, you know, what, what do I want? And I love that tip that you gave about organizing your house. I actually did this recently. There were some items... Um, from my past that were kind of weighing me down. They didn't serve me anymore. They weren't beautiful. And so mm -hmm. I went around and I took one or two items from each room and, and I noticed that my disposition was so much lighter, like after a week or two of not seeing them, when I saw them, they're like, Oh, yucky, you know, but when I removed them and I, I didn't necessarily throw them out, they were still okay. So they're in a box for donations. But when I removed them, the room felt lighter. I felt lighter. And just that one little thing really made a difference. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. Something as simple as repositioning. I mean, one tip that I didn't tell you is retail therapy, but you don't need retail therapy. <laughs> you know, you can you can repurpose and reposition to reconnect, right? So, uh, I do love what you said about that. And and during the pandemic, I myself moved things around and felt different. You know, moving a chair from one corner to another, it, it changes. But but stay with that feeling, right? That feeling of lightness that you had. Stay with that for a little while and try to think a little deeper, like what was it? Was it about the physical movement of it or was it a memory that was triggered? So that's where you'll find your gold. Wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Thank you. Yes, that was amazing. The tips. I also went through the passing of my mom, which left a huge hole in my life or my heart, because we talked daily, and we were very, very, very close. And the last six months, she was in a home and with the lockdown, I couldn't see her, I couldn't hold her hand, couldn't give her a kiss. I saw her on FaceTime, but it's not the same. So when she finally passed, and we emptied her home, I brought her into my home. And you would think, oh, maybe that would make me feel sad or whatever. In every room, I have something from her. Here in my office, I have something that she had in her kitchen that God never shuts one door without opening another. Mm -hmm. Going through my packaging out from my corporate job, I was there 16 years. That gave me so much strength and I'm thinking okay God where's that door where's that door and that's where it led me to getting involved more in our IPEC coaching community and then building my coaching business and meeting wonderful people such as yourself Marcy starting the podcast with Vicenta which brings us to where we are here so it was a way of filling the void, very much like filling the void when our children leave the nest. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I love the story about how these items from your mom gave you strength. And every room you go into, you, you see her. So you used items to lift you up, to give you strength. For others, there could be too many items and it doesn't serve them. So every individual knows for themselves what they need to feel connection, to feel strength. This brings something up for me. How much does acceptance come into play in this? Yes, I think a lot. (laughs) I think, you know, if you think about it, first First, it's important to be aware, just aware that you may have be having a feeling entering these years that you may want to prepare for them. And if we don't accept for what is happening to us right now, we live in the past or we might be, we certainly don't live in the moment. We might live in the past. We might be fearful of the future. So we don't have that sense of calm as soon as we have acceptance of when it's time and when it makes sense for us, then we are able to move forward. There is a a line from our coaching program, as you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. 
So, you know, we can accept that this is where we are and this is what has happened in our own time, but we don't have to suffer from it and releasing expectations for what life is supposed to be or any attachments to a particular outcome then allows us to find opportunities right in front of us, opportunities to connect with items in our home, whatever it may be, but acceptance of where we are, I think is, is vital and, and obviously has to come to each individual when it makes sense for them. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love that. Yeah, it's also acceptance is part of the transition, isn't it? And just as you explained in your revelation approach, that awareness and then that acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. And then, hey, and now I have a choice. Am I going to suffer or I'm going to be happy? Alluding to that phrase you just gave us, suffering's a choice. So before we come to the end of this wonderful interview, it's just been so much fun getting to know more about you and how you serve your clients. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, thank you. And yes, entering the empty nest years is a new transition, right? We have to remember that we've always in our lives experienced transition, our whole life. We left our home, may have gone to college. We left college, we may have gotten married. We may have moved away for uh, a job. We may have had children. We may have had more children. (laughs) There is always something new and Like what we're doing today is being open and honest and having a very frank conversation. That is the key, I believe. You know, talking out loud to someone about how you're feeling. Find your team, find the people in your life who you can speak with, like a coach, who has your back, who listens without judgment, who allows you the time to process all that you're feeling. It can be uncomfortable, you know, change is uncomfortable and it may take time, but people who you trust may help you and provide you with a cozy nook, right? To express themselves. And that's where it begins. And, and also to know that you're not alone, you know, whatever you're going through, you can always find someone who's going through something similarly. That's wonderful. You're not alone. I love that message. Uh, We are all part of the human family. And that is so consoling, consoling words. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. We always end our episodes with a quote. Marcy, will you do us the honor of sharing a favorite quote of yours? Yes, as a matter of fact, on my top 10 tips ebook, I have a quote from Nido Kuben your present circumstances don't determine where you can go. They merely determine where you start. And so, you know, with that, I feel like you're in the driver's seat. It takes just one step, one choice, one new thought to move forward, to make a phone call, to get into a coaching program, to to move an item in your home, to make you feel strength, you know, whatever it may be. That is so inspiring. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Vicenta. Thank you, Anna Maria. Thank you, Marcy. 
so much for listening to The Coach's Nook with me, Anna Maria. And me, Vicenta. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and share it with your family and friends. And if you want more information or to schedule a private coaching session with either one of us, please check the show notes on how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, never lose sight of where you want to be, which leads me to a quote from an unknown author that we both love. Hold the vision, trust the process. Until next time.